everyone, and welcome to the podcast by Arnie podcast, where we talk about BTS, Arnie, fandom, and research. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Kate Ringland and... Jared Taher, a university researcher. Woo! Woo! Okay, and today we are talking about Jin. Kim Suk Jin, an icon, a legend, the most slayful BTS member contending, because they are all very slayful. <laughs> but very slayful person the meme king did you know out of all the members there needs to be statistics on this somehow but i feel like the most memes get made out of Jin. he is very memeful he is very memeful and that makes him iconic and a legend and also makes him the best person in the world and worldwide handsome woo by the way, I have an American accent, and I'm sorry if I can't pronounce things correctly. Hee <laughs> hee. Anyway. <laughs> also, I know another Asian language, and that kind of messes up when I try to pronounce things in Korean, because tones are different. <laughs> it's true. They are. But I yeah, those aren't excuses. Thing. But that's just life. Anyway. Yay! Happy birthday, Jin! Yay! Let's go into our favorite Jin songs. I will start us off. Okay, this is not a cop out, by the way. This is just genuinely my favorite Jin song, cause before this, In Your Speed Tonight, but now it's Ash the Astronaut, because it makes me really sad, and I'm also really mushy oh. and gushy, because I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> Starts crying on the podcast. <laughs> I love the whole theme of he's leaving, but then he's going to come back home to us. And even like the lyric video. Okay, I got this wrong. It was not the lyric video. It was actually the astronaut logo trailer where the little astronaut is traveling through space. It's not the lyric video. The lyric video is different. That is all where like the little astronauts traveling and then it comes back oh my god so cute but yeah it makes me really mushy and gushy and also i love woto the little astronaut character he made i don't have any merch of that by the way i missed out on the merch shop yeah whatever kate whatever (laughs) you don't need a flex you and your bts bookshelf whatever (laughs) The, the listeners can't see yeah they can't see it yeah and her love yourself decals on the wall whatever i say that as if i don't also have a bookshelf at home (laughs) (laughs) anyway but yeah astronaut's my favorite song i think it is like so representative of Jin in a way too because it's so just caring it's so loving and that's just Jin as a person and that makes me really emotional. I think it's so poignant that he literally just sings like I love you in the song mm-hmm. as a way to say goodbye to us for a little while. But he's coming back home. It's been over a year since he's he listed. I'm so ready for when he, he comes back and it's just all the daddy's home edits <laughs> of that song. It's just going to be only that on the timeline for a good while. <laughs> oh, boy. That's true. That's gonna, yes. be, it's gonna be fun. Also, also, Coldplay is great too. I think it's so nice that 
he got to do this collab with Coldplay, especially after My Universe, because I feel like Coldplay and BTS weren't done after that. Yeah. I still don't feel like they're done. They might collab no, yeah, again in the future, honestly. Yeah. But having this as well as My Universe, it's like a little cherry on top. It's a little yeah. treat for us. And I'm like, I'll take it. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> yeah, oh, what about you, Kate? What's your favorite Jin song? My favorite Jin song is Abyss. Ooh. I actually just listened to that last night. But yeah, I was super new to the fandom, right? When it came out, because he released it for his birthday. It was a birthday release um, <clears throat> in 2020, right? Yeah, so I was super new to the fandom. I didn't really know what was going on yet. I didn't understand all everything that was happening, but I do remember that coming out. And I remember reading the note and stuff about the creation of the song. And anyway, I don't know. There's just something about the song that speaks to me on a personal level because it's very much about struggling with mental health. And so I relate to it deeply. <laughs> There's just something about the song that makes me feel like okay this too shall pass and so I listen to it for that vibe of I'm I might be feeling down now but things will get better later but that also just like for me is what Jin encapsulates the no-nonsense reality of yet this is how it sucks right now or whatever but there are still things to be grateful for and things that'll be better later and so that's I don't know it's like a whole lot. There's a whole lot being wrapped into one little song, but that's, yeah, that's Abyss for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Like Jin as a person, this kind of moves into our favorite things about Jin, yeah. but he very much is the type of person to be like, this too shall pass. And you just have to keep going. I don't know. Life is hard right now. There's a lot of things happening. There is so much going on. Yeah. And we should acknowledge that. And we do acknowledge it. Knowing Jin's words, it is comforting in the fact that we can move on and we can be okay. We just have to work through the tough things. Oof. Anyway. (laughs) As we're moving into our favorite things about Jin, we have a list, by the way. That's one of the components that's our favorite thing, both between both of us, our favorite things about Jin. For me personally, one of my favorite things about Jin is his no-nonsense attitude and how he deflects using humor. Something I think mm-hmm. really prominently with this is the Golden Disc Awards. It was like that interview in like 2018-2017, where basically the interviewer asked Jin to kiss V, which is super weird, by the way. Yeah. Just super oh, yeah. out of pocket. And then Jin, as a way to protect V and the other members, he, also I'm saying V just for the sake of saying it, it's Tay. We know. We know. (laughs) For the podcast listeners who are not on Twitter and just hanging out, I'm trying to be inclusive here. Anyway, that was a side note. But but with Tay, like, basically he started yelling. Jin started yelling in the interview when interviewer tried to asked him to kiss each other and he was like no ah and he just started getting really loud and it was like funny because people started laughing but then in doing that he protected the members and protected himself too 
And he also didn't make the interviewer lose face, which is something that's so Jin in the way that he's just like very conscious of social situations and how to navigate them. And I think that's something that inspires me to be better at social situations too and to understand how to navigate them better because it's hard out here, guys. (laughs) It's rough out here. Woo! (laughs) Me, whenever someone speaks, I'm like, that is a word that happened in a tone that happened. And I don't know. Like, something notorious about me is that if you text me something, I have no idea what tone you are saying that in. It's true. We just did this the other day. I said something, you mis- totally misread the tone, and I had to correct it. It was fine. It worked out. Yes. <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> anyway, what's your favorite thing about Jen, Kate? <laughs> My favorite thing? Oh, <laughs> there are so many things, but if I, like, had to choose... One of the things that I always think of when I think of Jen is the work hard, relax harder. (laughs) And I think what it was in the soup where he had the the really nice, I made a whole video out, edit out of it. It's on Twitter somewhere. The really nice quote about how when you're taking downtime, you should like actually relax. He was talking about how there's people out there that are like, oh, you should always be improving yourself. You should always be working towards something, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, I don't buy into that. When I'm doing my downtime, I actually take downtime and do nothing at all. And sometimes just lays there and literally does nothing. And I'm really bad at that. So bad. I like partly that's just like ADHD me. Of I feel like I always need to be giving my brain the good chemicals. <laughs> so I'm always like looking for stimulation. But my body also really needs to rest and so I try to take his advice to heart and I think that is something I try to carry with me actually daily and so that so anyway so that's something about him he really knows how to turn off the working brain and actually relax and can just sit back and play video games for hours and I enjoy that but and I can sit and watch him play video games for hours so I guess it all works out (laughs) Oh my god, the getting over it stream, the oh, best. That was, that was amazing. He's so good. He did that for Namjoon's birthday too. What was it? Strange birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Happy birthday, bro!" As he's like struggling to get up on the game. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh, that was great. That was like what three hours or something of my life. Really enjoyed wasting that time with him. Yes. That's like prime gin time. Yes. Yeah, like I feel like we've both been experiencing this lately too. I'm here currently running on what, four hours of sleep? Because I have a very hectic life. And you got sick because you were traveling so much. And then you yep. went to New York, which is Germtown oh, for everyone. Very germy. Yes. I'm still, okay, I'm still mad at myself that I didn't ask if it was your first time going there because I didn't get to <laughs> warn you of how nasty New York is. I was unprepared. <laughs> I, did, I thought you've gone before at a conference or something, but oh my God. And then you got like, so sick and I felt so, so bad. Yeah. You were dying out there. Yeah. I'm still, I still have a little residual cough. It's amazing. This is like week three or something now. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's great out here. Every time you cough, I'm just like, Kate, hold on. Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> Anyway, I love that song too. Jungkook, oh, iconic. Anyway, back to Jin. <laughs> we 
yeah, those are some of our favorite things about Jin. We do love him, and he is iconic, amazing, worldwide handsome. Oh, neither of us talked about him being worldwide handsome. I feel like, okay, this is my this is theory Jertow right now, theory hat Jertow. I feel like he uses the worldwide handsome title, like, in a humorous way to deflect from people overly criticizing how the other members look. Yeah. I actually agree like, with that. That's one of his other protective methods. Yeah. And I also think that him using it ironically like that also deflects from people overemphasizing his looks over his other skills, right? Him just throwing it out there and getting that out. It's okay, let's just get that out of the way. Teehee. And then now let's focus on the stuff that actually matters. And I really love that about him, actually. I was like trying to explain this to a non-army person once about he hams it up intentionally in this really funny way so that it like, I don't know, it breaks the ice, it clears the air, it does the things it needs to do for us to move on and be like, okay, now we can talk about the stuff that actually matters because yes, they all look great. Okay, moving on to the actual music and the shows and whatever we're talking about at the time. But anyway, yeah, I really love that about his yeah. persona he's so amazing in that type of aspect like the way he does like worldwide handsome yes and he moves on it's great yeah also oh yeah. my god we didn't write this down either but like variety show king for real i don't know if you watched him when he was like he went onto the show into the jungle i watched the clips of only him by the way i didn't care about the rest of the show <laughs> but but the way that he interacts with the other people who are like it's not the bts members but it's other celebrities basically and he's so good at interacting with people it's actually wild conversational king right there basically which is like he's fascinating amazing. since he's like deeply introverted yes king right there king yeah. the fake extrovert life conic though we love Jin, but you know who we don't love we don't love <laughs> hey let me segue. sorry i just let love your transitions segue. it's great let me segue okay i'm transitioning <laughs> but you know who we don't love Jin solo stands yuck that we even have to put his name next to that word yuck what do we not like about Jin solo stance kate before we started recording I was trying to think of the interactions I've had with them and they are definitely at least in my army space they're not as prevalent as some of the other ones uh but so I was trying to think of any interactions I had with them and I really couldn't come up with any but what were we saying oh yeah so something that we were talking about was how they tend to take the like narratives and the things that people say about him or that he says about himself, but then turn it into this weird victimization thing, right? So taking things like, oh, he's not the best dancer and somehow turning it into this weird backhanded compliment slash victimization thing that they do. Like he's not that bad of a dancer. It's right. like, you don't need to say that. Yeah. You like phrasing is important here <laughs> like we're dancing for bts all of them amazing dancers straight up 
You yeah. couldn't survive in BTS not being an amazing dancer. You suddenly have amnesia and think that, oh, Jin is not a good dancer. Go watch the dope dance practice, the fire dance practice. Mm-hmm. Just any dance practice. In the mic drop, mic drop dance practice, the on dance practice. More recently, the B- the run BTS dance practice. Mm-hmm. That man can dance. Yeah. And and, and he works hard at it. He like yes. puts his all into it. He's talked about how much he practices and stuff. And there's no way we should be shading that, right? That's just, yeah. Yeah, no way. Because also, I think there's like an important conversation to have here about dance training too. Because Jin started learning dance when he was older. Yeah. Which is an important thing to note because when yeah. you're like really young, a lot that is the reason why people like when people do ballet, they start so young. Right. Like you can talk about this, Kate. Like you did okay. ballet. Yeah. I started when I was like three or something. Yeah. Because your body, it takes a lot of training and you have to like have the flexibility and that like all this stuff that like just routine training and practice like does to your body. I don't know. And the older you get, the harder it gets to like actually your body is less flexible like literally it's less there's less plasticity in in because you're not growing anymore anyway <laughs> no that's exactly it because it is baffling to me when people compare the bts members and how they dance when each of them came from very different backgrounds in dance which is one of the things i love about them is being able to pick out the different styles of dance and the different like clearly different kinds of training they've had. That's what makes them so freaking cool is because you could have them all doing identical choreo in identical timing. And yet you can still pick out the differences in each one of them, their unique style. I think that's the coolest thing ever. No, that's exactly it. Like the way that BTS come together as people of like different experiences and different backgrounds to be BTS is the whole reason we're here we love bts right. because it's exactly. bts and it's just the way that solo stands they tried it. it's so strange the way they talk about jin's dance we also have in our notes too about him being a singer as well where people are yeah. like jin's voice fits everything he his voice doesn't only fit ballads and it's like where are you getting this narrative <laughs> yeah where? no it's like that's, that's an actually really interesting question of literally where are they getting this from who is feeding them these stories that I, I don't even someone put the, that that misinformation out there somewhere and it just took off right because like sometimes people have like really bad takes if someone said like Jin's voice is only good for ballads oh that's a bad take Fuck you right. and you suck but yeah. your take is not representative of the entire fandom but solo stands try to act like people's bad takes are somehow representative of all of army there's the whole thing as well. So I was trying to be separatist from ARMY, but then at the same time, blaming ARMY for everything. Where do you want to be your own thing or do you want to be included in the fandom? You have to pick. You cannot be <laughs> acting like this. It's true though. Anyway, it makes me angry. Because it's the whole thing where like Jin has sung in songs like Come Back Home. Like his right. opening for Come Back Home is iconic. It's so good. And there's so many times where he... He is praised for singing way more than he is demeaned in his singing. Also, a lot of the demeaning comments about the BTS members and their singing or dancing or rapping comes from, let's say it now, folks, xenophobic and racist people. (laughs) To also give power to those opinions, 
not the not the move not the move you should completely disregard those opinions and not even don't even give energy to them but yeah Jin solo stands suck any other thoughts kate on that while we're talking about problematic narratives and things that people keep perpetuating there's the whole hung line weirdness especially when we talk about Jin and how quote-unquote old he is (laughs) he's 30 by the way if 30 is old we're all doomed (laughs) i keep thinking about that when people are like oh my god you're 25 i still remember that being a thing on twitter of like people acting like 25 is a death sentence i don't know it's hilarious one step into the grave one step into the grave (laughs) it's time to choose your tombstone and casting it (laughs) yeah but i very much can agree with that also i feel like there's like ageism just like in our culture as well this is my theory the whole reason the hyung line versus maknae line even the idea of that conversation formed is because of inherent ageism in our culture there's a reason a lot of people are drawn to younger members it's because they're younger yeah and that's because of inherent ageism where you don't see older people as valuable which i find deeply ironic i'm just saying (laughs) very deeply ironic watch once jungkook turns 30k the amount of discourse that there will be anyway and we're not that far away from him turning 30 i'm just saying it's actually going to happen fairly soon and i think it's interesting it's one of those things that i do wonder as they get older how much of a certain subset of the fandom is just kind of die out because they were never really here for the music in the first place and that I'll leave that thought there. (laughs) You can say that, though. Very much, I feel like a part of the fandom will die out because of that. Because of the the inherent ageism. That's why, that's my theory, by the way. I have no proof of this, no data. Because we see this conversation dying out, too. Especially as the members age and as the fandom gets older. I don't think I've seen a Hyungline victimization conversation happen. Except with baby armies new armies who are just getting exposed to the discourse very much like armies who have been in the throes of it for a while this is old news at this point get over it the members are different ages revolutionary concept and fun story as time moves forward as it does without any of us being able to stop it everyone's going to keep getting older all of us probably going to keep getting older yes (laughs) i just i can't there's like the whole thing too with talking about Hyung Lang victim, like talking about Hyung Lang victimization too. Each of the Hyung Lang members, like the oldest members, also have stereotypes about them. Specifically yeah. for Jin in this episode, there's being the eldest Hyung and then being yeah. good at cooking. And people act like those are like bad things for him to be known by and like bad things to like associate with him. When, okay, I'm gonna say it. There's a lot of like fan fiction authors who tout this narrative when the you write fan fiction you write the members in any type of situation any type of capacity and you are sticking with this as the hill you will die on (laughs) the audacity the audacity i just i don't know you had this whole like when we were talking before something you had this whole thing about the fandom narrative too and do you want to talk about that yeah so i was just thinking about how a lot of the 
the things that we think about when we think about Jin are like, he's the oldest. And a lot of people like to refer to him as the mom, right? Like he's like the caregiver of the group. He's the person that's like kind of keeping all the ducklings in line. There's like cute videos of him like chasing after the other members to get them rounded up and get off stage or whatever. So there's like those sorts of things. There's like the, he's a really good cook. There's all these things we, these things we think about when we think of him, right? And this is true of every member, but with him in particular, I feel like he himself has done a lot intentionally to train us, if you will, to have these narratives about him. So like, he's the one crafting a lot of this persona that then we are like iterating on and like regurgitating out into army spaces. I'm not saying this like it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. I think it's good that he's like making this really intentional persona of himself and saying these things, like saying, oh, he's the caregiver. He's the best cook, whatever. Like all these things, these are good things. And so when people get mad about him being stereotyped, I have to be like, is it something we should be mad about? I don't think so. Yeah, because very much he like very intentionally has created a clear separation from his celebrity persona and who he actually is as a person. Yeah, exactly. And it's intentional because a lot of celebrities do like BTS themselves have talked about it, too. I know Namjoon's talked about the difference between Kim Namjoon and RM of BTS. And also, Yoongi has done a whole thing. He's got Suga, Augustine, and Minyu. He's got layers of personas. And then he gave us an entire concert where he was literally peeling those layers back. The door? Yes, he literally gave us the entire visualization for what it means to have these different personas and be in BTS. He literally gave us the visualization of it. And so when people are out there regurgitating these narratives, that's, that's what they want, right? That's like the point of all this is we have these stories that we've created about them and they have helped craft and create that narrative with us, right? Yes, because there's something I know Bong BD has talked about this, the storytelling of BTS. Yeah. And a lot of times people think the story, quote unquote, the storytelling of BTS. They think that's like a bad thing, but BTS have a story that they tell. about who they are as people and who each of them as individuals are and that is like a very clear way to separate like their celebrityhood versus who they actually are like their personhood yeah and it's not like a bad thing to have a story and to tell that story like bts a lot of people talk about this but like the underdog story right because they do have an underdog story so they're gonna tell it the thing is a lot of this and that's that's the that's like the key to having a good story it's the key even when you're thinking about mythology or whatever there's a grain of truth inside of it and then the mythological piece comes out as the story gets retold over throughout the community or whatever but i think that like at the core there's still important it's like we're learning important lessons through telling these stories yes they were the underdog and look they were able to build a community and the community helped pull them through and it's these are the stories we tell ourselves over and over again without army they wouldn't have been able to do this and it's like this whole thing and then they are reiterating these stories to us and we're telling them back to to ourselves and to them this is how his community is built right this is how we like as a community decide what our values are and stuff and that's what we're sharing when we're sharing these stories so it's a good thing stories are good and it just gets interesting when you have who i would call outsiders like these 
solo communities that are like taking these stories and twisting them and making them sound negative and doing these bad things with these stories when we are all sitting here can you just leave us alone no that's the whole thing with solo sans do you want to be a part of army or do you not want to be you cannot have both and solo stands refuse to make a decision about that we always have these conversations about streaming numbers we can talk about this about streaming numbers and people are always like oh my god the young line their their streams aren't as high as the mockney lines first off let's put this in perspective taehyung tay when he released layover his streams were much lower than than Jungkook's golden album streams and that's very intentional there's like a whole like marketing media conversation to have there about the way that Tay released layover was like very artsy there was a lot of like different components that he wanted you to pay attention to yeah but that was not optimized for streaming right but because remember he for Tay he released music videos not on typical release days so he didn't release them like on Friday, 12 a.m. He didn't do that for a billboard and like that. Right. But John Cook did. Right. For all his music videos. Right. For all his pre-release singles, for all for Standing Next to You, the right. title track of Golden. It very much it was optimized for streaming. Right. It's frustrating. And also for like to contrast that with the Hyung Line releases. There's like songs like like the Amygdala MV released on a Monday. Right. random time 8 a.m our time yeah yeah and we've had this conversation before about there's those of us who are taking our cues from the member who's releasing music taking the cues they are giving us and telling us okay this is what's important to me about this release so so the amygdala is like the perfect example clearly this is consume at your own time at your own pace i don't care about the numbers this was a very much like a very personal thing right versus like the way, yeah, the way that Tay did his release. Clearly a very different vibe than, oh, I'm going for numbers. So we, as the general community, obviously we do what we can, but we're taking our cues from what they're giving us. And so I think that then if you look at the other releases, like Indigo is another really good example. of That was a really artsy, the album was not really meant to be a big hit thing, right? It's not meant to be like a splash he also turn. released it in december oh, like carry- he clearly he made decisions that cued to me that this is something i'm gonna it's just like how i it's just like how i listen to mono i go to that album when i'm in that mood when i need mono for me is like my comfort album right but so indigo is another one of those where i'm like this is for me when i'm in a very particular kind of mood when i want to listen to this kind of music it's not meant to be streamed over and over and over again in the same way that golden is probably supposed to right oh, all these victimization narratives and these solo stand narratives and rhetoric it's like people are twisting or people okay backtracking solo stands are always trying to blame other people yeah. when really they are upset with the member themselves and the decisions yeah. the member is making Okay, I need to talk about this. People always talk about how Indigo isn't a million seller album. Right. First question. I saw that just last week. People were talking about that. Yeah. First question. Which chart is Indigo not a million seller on? I have absolutely no idea. 
Let this it is a question for me. I don't know anything. No, this is also a question for the viewers. The Hanteo chart, which is the Korean uh, chart. Uh, you want to know who affects the Korean chart sales? People in Korea. And okay. if you buy... And if you buy through distributors in America or other countries that buy from Korean sellers. Solo stance. RM solo stance. Constantly going. Indigo's not a million seller. Indigo's not a million seller. And they're buying albums at what? Target or Walmart of Indigo. And it's like, are you aware of which chart those sales count for? This is a question for you too, Kate. If you want to answer, do you, okay, when you buy an album at Target, which chart does that count for? Billboard? Yes. Mark? It counts for Billboard. Correct. You're like so nervous right now. <laughs> is, I'm like, this feels like it should be the right answer. Yeah. But I literally don't know. Any, I just I just do what people tell me to do when it's time to buy stuff. No, that's smart. That's smart. Just do what people, just do what armies tell you to do. Don't think too hard about like it. The the funding accounts. The funding accounts put out very clear instructions about where I'm supposed to buy stuff and I just follow them. Yes, that's exactly what you should do because the funding accounts have done all the effort already. That's right. I don't need to think to about it. They've given me very clear instructions of where I need to buy and what I need to download and how I need to do it. And I do, I just follow the instructions very explicitly. Yes. But for me personally, what's frustrating is when people talk about stuff like that where they're like indigo is not a million seller and it's like you don't even know which chart indigo is not a million seller on you don't even know where to buy to make the numbers on that chart go higher you're buying albums at target when that doesn't even count for hanteo chart that counts for billboard and it's i don't know it might actually drive me like a little bit insane (laughs) especially as someone who works with a funding fan base it's we give you such clear information and instructions and you are out here with a solo stand rhetoric in victimization narrative about something you don't even understand you don't even understand there's people buying albums like indigo albums or even the astronaut albums too bringing this back to Jin, they're like oh the sales are too low and they're buying it on weverse usa It's like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know. And it's and then you run around giving all these solo stand narratives too at the same time while also not knowing what you're doing. Like with the whole charting album situation, it's the helpless leading the clueless, basically. Yeah. It's these people yeah. who don't know anything trying to lead other people who don't know anything. And it's if you just listen to the armies, who have already done all the work for you, by the way. They make very comprehensive, nice, easy to read graphics for you to read. What I'm saying, I just, I, just, I just go on Twitter, find the, the visualization I need, and I just follow the steps. It's, they've literally made it foolproof for me. I love it. Yes. Even for Golden, for the Golden album release, because there's so many different platforms to buy Golden on, and there's so many different versions of from golden songs to buy from like the remixes all the way to like the the actual tracks there's people who make google sheets who make bingo cards basically for you to to like little do little check marks on and and keep track of what you're buying there's so many resources people make to help you and you just need to not fall for solo stand rhetoric that is your one job your one job. job and so many of you are failing it and 
Stop failing it. Stop failing it. Seriously. This is getting out of control. But yeah, to bring it back to Jin, icon, legend. And also to bring it back to the ageism conversation too, because we didn't finish that completely. Oh yeah, we derailed ourselves. As a young person, seeing the way that people devalue people who are like barely scratching 30. Jin is 30, by the way. Isn't he turning? Hold on, I can do math. He's turning 31. Yes. This this December. 31, y'all. 30. Yeah. And in your 30s, kids need that. He's, I can't believe I'm saying this. He's not old. No. Not old. There's people who act like he is. Which is wild. There's people who weren't even born yet when he was born, calling him old. Yeah. It's just like the ageism is like wild. I don't know. I'm tossing this to you, Kate, because you had some things to say before this episode. I just have some feelings about and I don't I don't really I don't really have a full understanding of where it comes from or anything, but there is a lot of ageism just in general within the army community. And it's one of the go-to things, like when I'm getting canceled, for example, recently, as an example, when people disagreed with me, they instead of disagreeing with me, they just immediately turned to discussing my age. And it's actually now a whole meme in my lab. I'm making it a meme. I don't care if anybody else gets on this bandwagon or not, but I'm making it a meme because there was the one person who tweeted at me and said, no offense, Kate, but you are 40. And I just love that so much because they couldn't even get my age. They like literally had my birth year in my bio and they couldn't even do the math on it. So go back to school kids. I don't know. Anyway, but I'm just saying it's wild to me that's like the fallback and I guess it's true of like ableism and racism and all the other things it's just like an easy thing when you decide you don't agree with someone or you're trying to cancel them or whatever that it's easy to fall back on just being offensive about parts of their identity and ageism just seems to be like one of those go-to things super fun love it no offense Kate but you're 40 (laughs) everything you've just said invalid invalid no but during lab i make everyone feel old all the time remember one time i explained five nights at freddy's to you guys in the movie and who matt pat is yeah and the only reason i even knew what any any of that was is because my eight-year-old is super into it yeah that's prime fnaf time right there just scraping it i remember being eight i i was i like discovered what slender man was i was like oh that's nice cool very cool minecraft horror mods wild Ooh, good stuff but yeah some of that i had the my eight-year-old was like getting into that i was like let's steer this another direction maybe that's it's too scary for me mama is a little scared right now but yeah, with those experiences you've had, I've had those experiences, but in reverse on stand Twitter, I don't show my age on my bio anymore because I'm over 18. And that's all people need to know. Smile. Yeah. And it's just, bro, my experiences are not extreme as yours. The way people, they clock your age and go immediately hag. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Invalid. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I don't know. I just, it's so funny to me because... I never had that mindset when I was younger 
I don't know, maybe I'm weird. I just, I always saw older people. Yes, there are older people who clearly are set in their ways. I'm thinking of older conservative white dudes, for example. There are certain demographics of people where I'm like, okay, whatever. For the most part, people in my life that I actually personally interact with, older people bring experience to the table. They have, I don't know, wisdom, things that they've experienced in their lives could help a younger person out. I don't know resources I don't know there's things that like older people have that are potentially a good thing for the whole community so it like baffles me that there's this hatred towards being old and again like I was saying earlier it's one of those things like if all goes well in your life you too will get older this is just a thing that will happen naturally (laughs) and then you will also be old No, but that's like the whole thing. It's like, you're also gonna get old. So I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, like for me, I've this is gonna be a funny term to say, but I've always grown up in multi generational fandoms. Uh-huh. Oh, like when I first got into my really first serious fandom, I was surrounded by people who were like, who were basically teens, young adults, and then middle aged. And yeah. also there was like this one lady who she was 50 and she wrote uh, a lot of fanfic and yeah. it's being surrounded by a lot of people from a lot of different age groups. You learn everyone is living the same life, hanging out. Yeah. If you send a yeah. meme to a 15 year old or a 30 year old or a 50 year old, they're all going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you just, you can't, you can't. <sighs> I don't know. I like get really frustrated, especially because like people my age who are like super duper ageist. I don't know. I think ageism has always existed, but I think like TikTok and like other online things have like certainly amplified it yeah. to the point where like the over obsessive use of skincare and like anti aging treatments and like plastic surgery is wild to me. There's like people who are my age who have like 13 step skincare routines and their skin isn't even. They don't even have acne-prone skin. And it's just, like, this obsession with, like, youth and beauty that is killing our society. Yes. <laughs> it is killing us, Kate. Ageism is killing us. But, yeah. All those people are going to turn 30 and then hit a mental block. I will be on a cruise. Yeah, but it's okay to be old. Shout out to old people, like Kate. Shout out to Jim, who's 31 now iconic shout out to Jin who's 31 now official old person that's right but he's iconic it's okay to be old and iconic he's not that old that's the whole conversation you're trying to have I don't know I feel like you're not old till you hit 60 for real even when I hear about people dying at 50 I think that's too young that is too young it's true makes me a little sad but yeah that's Jin. That's Jin's birthday. Happy birthday, Jin. Happy birthday, Jin. Okay, sing it. Sing it. That's it. That's all I got. I'm that's all you got? No, that's real. <laughs> I was like so ready to hype you up. <laughs> nope. No, I have lines. I will not cross. <laughs> no, that's real. But yeah, happy birthday, Jin. Worldwide handsome. Most iconic, most funny filled of personality okay he's a total catch okay he's mm-hmm. funny and attractive and rich and can cook Hello? and he can cook and Hello? he can drive oh my god passenger princess life 
right there. <laughs> he literally drives in every Bon Voyage, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. He's a king. He's a yes. king. Icon right there. I love him. But yeah, happy birthday, Jen. Any final thoughts, Kate? Oh, yes. I love Jen. I love that could sound funny out of context. But anyways, now you have that audio clip. <laughs> Don't say that. They're going to clip it now. <laughs> I love Jen. But yes, happy birthday, Jen. And I am really looking forward to the chaos that is going to be Army and Jin when we are together again, when he is done with his enlistment. It's going to be amazingly chaotic, and I cannot wait. Yay! In my final thoughts, he is my biggest inspiration. He's my big fave. You know how every ARMY has, like, a line? Or, like, the three mm-hmm. members that they love the most? Mm-hmm. Even though we love all of them. Iconic. My line is Mini Money In. So it's Namjoon, Jimin, and Jin. And just the one V-Live where Namjoon has the knife. (laughs) Yes. My God, that is one of my favorites. That is one of my favorite lives. It's so good. I need it. Like every time somebody comes in army, I have to show them that. I have like, have you seen this? That's a good one. No, that's, no, that's true. And honestly, that's the kind of chaos I'm expecting when he comes back. Yes. Daddy will be home soon. I'm looking forward to. Daddy will be home soon. Yes. Iconic. Anyway, thank you all for Have a wonderful day. Remember, as always, go stream the astronaut, go stream Abyss tonight. Super tuna. Iconic. (laughs) Don't see me, but I did the dance right there. Yeah, iconic. But yeah, go stream all of Jin's songs, all of Jin's discography. He is the icon, the legend, the worldwide handsome. And remember to stream recent releases too, top to bottom. Top to bottom, do all that. And you take care of yourself. Okay, that's it. Bye. Bye.